Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, to my live Q&A, where my goal is to help answer you guys' questions. And so come on in. For those who's watching me live or are familiar with this, come on in and let me know where you're watching from, all that good stuff, and put your questions. I'm live both on Facebook and on YouTube. So I'm on, I got all my chats right here under one chat. And so I'm here to serve you all. I hope you all are well. And for those who are um, who's always been there, who's been rocking from a, for however long. I want to say thank you so much for your subscribing, for you guys subscribing and for you sharing, come all that good stuff. But come on in. I'll be looking forward to serving you all again. I know it's been a while, but I'm, but I'm excited about um, serving you all. But let's get right into it. Let's see who's in the chat box. We got Jada. I'm excited. Definitely. I know. I'm glad to be here for y'all. I'm going to give y'all an opportunity to come on in. Hope y'all are well. And for those who are like, man... It's almost out of the quarantine time, and I want to make sure you guys are coming out refreshed, coming out ready to do the Lord's work, and I hope you guys are coming out of this thing not empty-handed. But let's get ready to chat about to see people coming out. I was waiting. Uh, fun with Tasha Brown. What's going on? I'm blessed by your ministry. God gets the glory. Oh, man, he gets the glory. It's very humbling and when he uses little old me um, to impact so many people. Uh, Sweet Pete, good evening. San Antonio in the building. Sadelio Mo. Uh, uh, Montana, Missouri. Thank you for watching. Hey, coach, watch from Sweden. I know. Thank you for watching from Sweden. Hey, coach, hope you and Miss Ezio well. We are doing exceptional work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh oh, first question. Have a, uh, have my question way ready in advance. What would you say are the top five qualities a godly man truly desires for his future wife? Oh, man. Oh, I got a video coming out. Oh, I got a video coming out this Wednesday. Uh, uh no, never mind. Uh, oh, yeah, I do. This coming is coming out this Wednesday about uh, 10 things women must do um, to be ready to be found. But at the top of the dome, let's see if I can break this question. It says, I have my question way ready in advance. What would you say are the top five qualities a godly man truly desires from his future wife? Great question. I would say, number one, understanding, understanding. Uh, number two, patience. Um, number three, uh, um, just something to offer. Uh, I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of women right now who are who for so many years have been overly consumed about what it would be like to be married versus uh, instead of uh, preparing herself to actually offer the marriage something. I think uh, the the not only the, the main thing that we're looking for in a wife is understanding because uh, for me, I know for a fact that being a husband for the very first time, uh, it requires a level of patience. So I think that the expectations have to be a little bit brought down a little bit because sometimes the man feels it on his shoulders because you come in hot, you come in ready, you come in with ideas. Some women are all women come with ideas that, that could be intimidating. And, and a man's going to need a lot of patience. He's going to need a lot of empathy. He's going to need a lot of understanding, especially if he's a good man endeavoring to do um, this, this role efficiently and effectively. Um, a second thing that a man is looking for in a godly wife is, uh, is, is, um, how can I put it, man? Let me look at my video. Let me think about what I said in the video. I said, number one, um, having something to offer, having something to offer is very important. What I mean by offering is being able to offer something to the family, offering something in regards to skill sets. Like there is pointless to just come into a relationship um, self-seeking. Like I'm only here to get something from it. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to clean. I don't know how to uh, uh, um, um, uh, do business. I don't know how to uh, do money. I don't know how to do certain things. We're not sitting there saying that all women have to do those things because there's a lot of men who love to cook and love to clean. We're just talking about at least doing stuff stuff that will at least uh, compliment um, a man as he does man things. Thirdly, 
Um, that's pretty much. I mean, watch the video this Wednesday. I go. I got seven points this Wednesday that I think will benefit that. But um, I might come back to that because that you caught me off guard with five things that a woman would need to offer a man. But that's a good question, though. I'll have to chew on that a little bit more. I may do a video next Wednesday on that. But watch this video this Wednesday. Man, I go into 20 minutes, 22 minutes worth of information in regards to what a woman must do to prepare to be found. But let me get into my river. Let me make sure I say this. See, the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. The Bible doesn't say when a man finds a woman. When a man, let me say when a man finds a woman. It's when a man finds a wife, which means you have to already be ready with wife traits, with wife abilities. Wife abilities could be just, like I said, patience having something to offer, um, um, a tamed tongue, um, um, controlled emotions, um, um, wittiness, craftiness, um, uh, the ability to pivot, the ability to, to transition and to change, um, the ability to um, um, pray, the ability to, to uplift, the ability to encourage, the ability um, um, to really um, discern deeply as the man looks out the windshield, the woman is looking at the blind spots, making sure that man is not caught off guard. There's a lot of different things women got to offer to the table to make sure that that man is able to leave because a lot of women are, are completely unaware of just what it takes um to be a man and how difficult it is and that's why I'm doing these videos so that both parties can be well abreast to what it takes to be both and I just think you have to make sure um that you do a handful of things uh, to make sure that you are prepared but watch this Wednesday watch let me make sure I put up the um graphic make sure you watch this Wednesday because this Wednesday, man, I go into great detail about it. Uh, let me pull up this graphic real quick so you ladies can see um, that it's already been done. <clears throat> and so this video will be coming out this Wednesday. Um, let me make sure I take the person's question down. Give me one second. Seven things women must do while waiting to be found. Seven things women must do. The video is already done. It's already uploaded. It's ready to go. So make sure you check back this Wednesday. And I, I should be able to answer a lot of those questions there. Hope that helped. And for whatever I, whatever the things that I may have said, I hope that played a part as well, helping you out. Good evening. Hey, coach, what's going on? Uh, Missouri in the building. Coach, here we go. Coach, I got a child before I got saved, and I got saved 2019. Now my child is 14 months, and I'm one month pregnant, and I feel so ashamed, and I feel like not going to church because I messed up big time. Um, church was not meant to be a judgment zone. It's meant to be a development zone. So what I will say to you, my friend, is that um, God doesn't condemn you. Um, um, you just got to make sure you forgive yourself and, and receive God's love towards you and, and to really learn from your decisions. And don't look at yourself as an outcast person in the church. Don't look at yourself as a person that's not worthy of God's best. Um, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean um, that God's going to now give you his second best. Now, there's consequences to your actions. And I think now you have to really deal with that, that, <clears throat> that there are consequences that you really um, I realistically um, may not get another man for a while because God is going to make sure he, that your your newborn and your 14 year old are transitioning well with all the new changes. But but um, if a church judges you based upon what you first, I'll let me make sure I make this plain. No matter where you go, people are going to judge. Church is full of sick people. Church church is full of people that's that's getting well, that's getting healed. And so you're going to have a lot of people that's going to judge and look at you, but you got to be strong within your own self, knowing who you are as God's daughter and go where God has sent you. <clears throat> Never allow anything that you may have done in the past to keep you from um, following through and, and doing the things of God. It, it's just it's just people going to be people. 
So you can't beat yourself up, man. God knew this was going to happen before you even did it. And his grace is sufficient for this moment. And so uh, 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 fear has torment and, and the enemy wants to torment you in your mind to make you believe in a false demonstrate, a false, uh, have you adopt a false understanding of God's character and make you believe that God doesn't love you. God loves you. God loves you. I'm no better than you. You know better than me. We all equal in God's eyes as sons and daughters. So none of us is like, oh, God is going to look out for this person because this person has um, no whatever, whatever. But don't feel ashamed. Coach, I got a child before I got saved and I got a, and I got saved to 19. That's that's a blessing. That's great. Now my child is 14. Oh, now my child is 14 months and I'm one month pregnant. I feel so ashamed. Just learn from your mistakes, my friend. God's grace is sufficient. Learn from it and uh, um, renew your mind about who you are as God's daughter and, and, and know that God's grace is sufficient. That means you don't have to rush to, you don't have to rush to get a man to be a father there. God will be the, the greatest replacement. So don't feel pressed that, oh my gosh, now I got to have a husband. Now I got to have a man in the home. Now I got, don't worry about that. God will sustain you. His grace is sufficient for you and you will get through this. But do not allow other people who got sins in their own life make you feel that you cannot go and uh, um, assemble yourself with other believers and grow at a church that God has sent you. No matter what you do, whether you had no kids or not, people are going to say something about you. So if they have time to say something about you, trust me, they got worse problems than you do, my friend. So be encouraged. Go to church. Go to the church that God has planted you uh, and, and watch God assemble the right women in your life that will help guide you through this season. But you, my friend, I need you to get a sheet of paper. I want you to write down when you spend time with God. I want you to look up scriptures about you being adopted in God's family, <clears throat> scriptures about God's love for you. Etc. And meditate on that. Write down um, the mistakes that you may have made and what you need to do to learn from it. To find the root issue, the root issue of why you found yourself in a situation twice, and go forward. There's a lot of women who had worse situation than you and still did great things. It's all about a mindset. You learn from it, you grow from it, and you earn from it. You learn from it, and you earn from it. Simple as that. Thank you so much for giving. I really appreciate that. So don't be discouraged, my friend. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Don't be ashamed. People are going to do whatever they want, but don't let people stop you from doing what you're supposed to do, my friend. Hope they help. How did you get over emotional eating? I struggle with fast food and honey buns, etc. I've been there. Uh, one thing about Fat Rev, there's now Slim Rev. <clears throat> that was a big issue of mine. So let me read your question again so I can kind of break it down. How did you get over emotional eating? I struggle with fast food and honey buns. I know, friend. Been there, done that. So what I did was this. I realized my insecurities. I realized my inad inadequacies. I realized and discover what my root issue was. And my root issue was abandonment and idolatry. Usually emotional eating comes from an emotional wound. So when you have been wounded by a friend, by a person wounded from your formative years, as you was being brought up in your family, as you have been emotionally wounded, it leads to emotional eating. It leads to emotional dating. It leads to emotional, a lot of different things because you're looking for something to heal that wound. But when you realize that the substratum of everything that you're going through is rooted in idolatry and insecurity, then you will begin to say, okay, I got to deal with this because you got to have a why that's bigger than the honey buns and stuff that's in front of you. You have to say, you know what, what do I have to live for? Because sometimes when you emotional and you get so caught up in 
and what happened to you. Forget about the precious time that's passing by. You forget about what God wants to do through you. You forget about that you call for such a time as this. You forget about those different things. So now you must renew your mind and say, you know what? What is it? What is my mind rooted in? And what do I need to do to renew my mind through the help of the Holy Ghost to be able to reach towards purpose? So what happened to me, my friend? I was 320 pounds. Now I'm 250. So that's 70 pounds I lost. And it, it, it was the weight that I lost first was not the weight in my body. It was the weight in my mind. When I re- when I lost the weight mentally, when I lost the weight emotionally, and I cast those cares onto God as unnecessary weight, the Bible says, lay aside every weight and sin. That's so easy to possess so that you can run the race. So when I lost the weight in my mind, it began to manifest in my body because now I look to the hills. Now I had a vision. I had a focus. Now what I needed for you to do practically is I want you to write down why you're emotionally eating. What were your emotional wounds? What are your emotional wounds? What Who wounded you? What wounded you? And why? Why are you staying wounded? Now I need you to go to the next step and realize, okay, I'm going to repent from these sins. I'm going to acknowledge that my need, my, I need help from God. And I'm going to, I'm going to really begin to meditate on God's word in regards to who I am and what I'm supposed to do. And I know, you know, my friend, deep down inside of you, what are you here to do? And see what really transformed my mind was who do I need to live for and who, who will hurt if I die early? And when you have a strong why and you purpose minded and then you develop systems, sustaining systems that will support you, your new change, because these foods have chemicals in them that makes you addicted to them. That's what they do. And so what you got to do, you got to wean off of them. Now you got to say, you know what? My why must be bigger than my what. So I need you to write down why you must stop eating. Find the facts behind your feelings and whatever has caused those feelings. Forgive that person. Forgive that thing and forgive yourself. And over time, you'll gradually change. And there are healthy alternatives. So what I do now, I intermittent fast. So I eat within a six-hour window. So I eat from like 12 to 6, sometimes 1 to 7, depending on the day. And then I started doing, I'm, I'm, I eat gluten-free. I started going to Whole Foods, started eating organically. And, and now look at me now. But I lost the weight in my mind first. Physical weight is a reflection of internal weight. And an internal weight is based upon idolatry, insecurities, or intrusions. In in other words, abuse. So that's what I need you to do is to realize these chemicals are killing me. If I keep eating this way, I will die early. And I do not want to meet my maker who's been so good to me. And I allow fear and torment, insecurities to corrode me, causing me to be ineffective. When you realize it is a satanic strategy for us to die early and for our bodies to be messed up, man, it makes you it makes you think about life a little bit differently. And you got you must have something to live for. And my ultimate, my ultimate reason for living is giving God glory. When I see God for the first time, I wanted to be emotional, an emotional situation. I wanted to be like, yo, God, we did it. We did it. Now I'm going to go get these wings. I'm going to go take me a nap. I'm going to give you my crowns. Here my crowns. God, I love you, but I'm going to go rest. You see what I'm saying? But <clears throat> that's my best advice for you is realizing there's chemicals in the food that is addicting for a reason, but they understand that addictions thrive where people have emotional wounds. So heal up, my friend. Heal up through the Holy Ghost. Heal up through renewing your mind through the scriptures. Heal up by renewing your mind in regards to who you are in Christ and the purpose that he wants you to thrive in. And my friend, next to you know, you'll be losing weight, but you got to look at your life and say, okay, if I was a demon, what would I try to do to this person? If I was a demon in this person's life, if you was a demon looking at you, how would they destroy you? The thief, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And when you begin to realize you're in the middle of a war, you will begin to get a grip on your weaponry and get on your armor and get focused 
and be effective. Hope that helped, my friend. But I was the same way, 320 pounds down, 250, and 240, I look crazy. I don't want to get down to no 240. I look kind of crazy at 240. I don't want to be uh, a sickly rev. I want to be slim rev. Hope that helped. <clears throat> Good questions, y'all. I don't know what to do, and I feel as if my world is crashing. Yeah, I understand, family. I understand, my friend. Just understand that God loves you and realize that that there are consequences, but Christ is bigger than your consequences. And the moment you renew your mind and you realize, God, I'm going to be committed to you and I'm going to do this with you and I need your help, I'm telling you, he will supernaturally sustain you. So what you got to do, my friend, is write down why you are really bothered by this. Is it because of the embarrassment? Is it because now you had a child by a man that you know you shouldn't have? Is it because of the emotional wounds inside of you? So what I need for you to do, I want you to write all those wounds down. I want you to write down everything that you have experienced. I want you to write it all down. And I want you to have a special moment with God right tonight and saying, God, I need you. I need you to show yourself strong in my life. I need you to, I need you. And I promise you, he'll come show up. You will have a moment with God and God will reassure you with his peace that he, has, he still has a purpose. I don't care what your consequences are. He still has a purpose for you. So don't get distracted by the consequences because how do you not know that this, that this was, uh, that uh, what I'm trying to say, all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work together for your good. You are the right mom for these two kids. You are the right mom for these two kids. God, kids are a gift. So now you got to gird yourself up in the Holy Ghost, gird yourself up in the word of God and fight and win, my friend. Do not allow the enemy to mess your mind up, getting you to be my, uh, 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 entangled with stuff that God wants you to thrive from. I don't care. My mom raised me and look how I came out. There's a lot of there's a lot of women like that. And watch God supernaturally show himself mightily in your life, my friend. Watch. I promise you. All right. George says, how does one completely open their heart to God? Great question. I wish there, I wish there was a button I could press. It's being broke. Okay. Let me make sure I read this from over here. <clears throat> George says, how does one completely open their hearts to God? I wish there was a button I could press. Uh, is being broken, going through a hardship the only way? Great question, man. But um, purpose requires pruning, my friend. Purpose requires pruning. And oftentimes uh, uh, the issue, the hurt that you're feeling is your heart being ripped from its idols. And so what happens is, is that as you're going through this process, you're feeling like, um, 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 it's rough, it's tough, and 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 you're wondering if you're enough, right? But one thing I have to understand is that this is part of the process. And 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 no one uh giving your whole heart to God is a disposition, it comes from revelation, it comes from him revealing himself in a way that really makes you see life differently. Uh, but how does one completely open their hearts to God? Is to is to surround yourself with certain systems, and what I mean by that is this is being completely aware that God is everywhere. And that, and I gave advice to a young lady that I was coaching. Was I coaching somebody? Was it a video? I forgot what it was, but I said something. Yeah, I was coaching the young lady. And I said, this is what um, God's presence does. Because uh, she was asking questions about how did she, how was she, or how can she raise her children to fear God? And I said, well, first you do this. There's twofold. There's two things that comes with God's aware, uh, um, aware of presence, right? There comes the fear of God, which is, oh, he's everywhere. So why am I going to hide my sins from people when God sees everywhere? So God is everywhere. So it keeps the kid understanding that. Uh, 
I, I shouldn't do this because God is watching and he's not watching to catch me in trouble, but he's been too good, man. I'm not going to do this sin and in the presence of God's eyes and, and, and just do this when, when I got the help of the Holy Spirit and when I can do something better. And secondly, on the flip side is, is that God's presence reassures the people that he is accessible, that he, if you lack wisdom, he's there. So what I'm saying to you is, is that when you become aware of God's ever encompassing presence in every corner and nick and cranny of life in everybody's life, then there builds a level of reverence. It builds a level of acknowledgement where you say, you know what, God, I'm a walk with you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vibe with you. I'm gonna do what I can and walk with you. I have a video that I did um, not too long ago that talks about that. I'm gonna see if I can find it here. If I got it here, um, it says, um, no, I don't think I have it. I don't think I have it here, but I did a video in regards to um, how to walk Oh, that's coming out tomorrow. Sorry. Another video that's coming out tomorrow. Y'all asking questions that I got videos. I already got videos laid out, ready to come out. I did a video on how to walk in step with God. And my friend, it will really help you uh, realize the beauty of walking with him and having your heart open to Let me find that video real quick. There we go. Is this video that I'm, it's coming out tomorrow at noon, how to walk in step with God and what that would do, my friend. It will really help you um, to really um, slow your life down and really uh, uh, acknowledge him in all your ways and really enjoy him. The more you enjoy something, the more open you are. When people are comfortable with somebody, right? When someone is comfortable with you, they open their heart to you. And so what I'm saying is you got to renew your mind on who God is and you will begin to understand why you should give your heart. And the biggest thing that helps you give your heart out to God is realizing that if I don't, this thing will still hurt me. I'm going to open my heart because I want to be the most effective and efficient servant and daughter and son of God uh, and so that I can really accomplish the work that he has. And hardship, unfortunately, but fortunately, is probably the best route for all of us because most of us grew up with idolatry and insecurities, and we have to go through various trials. I wonder necessarily... I uh, say hardship because the Bible does say endure hardship like a good soldier because life is just going to be hard. Life is hard. But when we say it about pruning, we're just saying God allows various trials, like I said in many videos, to make you versatile, makes you a little bit more experienced, make you more seasoned. So my friend, God is popping that heart open <clears throat> and he's revealing to you over time the benefit of gaining access. So how do you give it to him? Realize it, why he, why you should give it to him. Secondly, uh, um, actually give it to him and, and actually walk him. But that video comes out tomorrow, my friend. So make sure you be on lock, look out for that. And I think it will help you. Next question. S. Bell says, how can I conquer laziness? Great question, my friend. Laziness is a mindset. Laziness is the um, desire to be uh, uh, provided for without uh, without work. It's based saying give me versus me give out. Give me this and 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 that's it. Laziness is a frame of mind. <clears throat> so how do you get over laziness, my friend? Is to realize you won't be able to get anything done. Uh, secondly, you're going to end up being annoying to people. Thirdly, you're going to end up finding yourself uh, overweight, uh, overly um, consumed with certain things you shouldn't. Um, there's something that comes from hard work, my friend, and it's a beauty. I, everything that I work hard for, I treasure. And so you conquer laziness by getting to the root reason. Why are you lazy? Did you grow up in a lazy minded home? Was your mama lazy? Was your daddy lazy? Are you afraid to do the work? Is it because of 
of failure? Is it what was the root reason of why you just like, I just don't really feel like doing anything because I promise you, you as you do the work, the work works on you. And I'm telling you, as you get in your process of being proactive and getting into it, you develop more as a person, you get more things done. A lazy person won't make a lot of money. A lazy person won't make a good husband or wife. A lazy person just won't succeed. So you got to say, do how bad do I want to succeed? How bad do I want to be efficient, effective, and able to be a resource for the things that I desire to have in life? So you conquer laziness by releasing your mind off of a, a, a dominant mindset that may have was brought up in your home or whatever. And then you got to write down what is it that you want in life. And everything and anything you want in life is going to require work. And so if you don't want, so maybe laziness is boiled down into insecurities. Maybe you're like, well, I don't, I, I'm not good enough. Listen, who, who's looking for perfection? All you got to do is master your craft. And, and, and when you become a master of your craft, man, money and opportunities will chase you. But if you do nothing, you get nothing. So you conquer laziness by saying, you know what, should I sit here till I die? Should I just sit here and do nothing or should I go possess the land? And, 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 and you just got to do it. And so you conquer it by realizing why are you here? What does God want you to do? And making sure that you have a bigger why than sitting down. And I and you got to look in the mirror and say, I'm sick and tired of doing nothing. I'm sick and tired of looking at myself being the same person. I got to go out there and possess my land because what's going to hurt you down the road, my friend, especially if you're young, that when you meet somebody like myself who's about his and you went to school with a person, it's going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? People people start getting resentful of themselves when they begin to see people who put the work in and actually uh, achieve their goals and you sitting there with nothing to show. And when you and time will pass you by and you will get old and it won't look cute no more. So you just got to you just got to get up and get out and and, and, and get involved and, and develop your why. Why must I do this? Why must I not be like this? And hard work is hard. It's not, it doesn't feel good, but the rewards are, are, are beneficial, my friend. So you just got to change that mindset, release that mindset and, and, and read scriptures. Let's look up scriptures together. I got you. I'm going to help you, my friend. I'm going to read scriptures with you. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to read some scriptures with you so that we can really see what the word of God says about laziness. So that we can get it out of our vocabulary, get it out of our lives. Uh, scriptures on laziness. Well, I want you to go to openbible.info. What does the Bible say about laziness? Here we go. Let me share my screen <clears throat> so you guys and gals can see. Um, there we go. The word of God says, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, Right. While the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Listen, when you're diligent, you're richly supplied. God will continue to supply because, because you're doing something. He gives seed to the soul. You see what I'm saying? When you work, things work out for you. He says the soul of the slugger craves and gets nothing. You can't do nothing for craving, from craving. You do something by actually doing it. Colossians um, 3.23 says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So when you do stuff for men and get disappointed by men, then you stop working completely. But when you do it unto God, it makes you work at a level of excellence. Um, I think there's some others. Oh, here we go. Proverbs 10, 4. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. See, your, what, what is your hand doing? Your hands were created to get things done. Your hands was created to make things happen. A slack hand causes poverty. So look around your life. The reason... Uh, a big reason of why there's poverty, especially in 
in, in countries where there's the ability to 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 um to make money is their hands are not proactive in things that are prosperous. But the hand of the diligent, keyword diligent means hey, diligent makes rich. The hand of the diligent makes rich. You see, that, that means like right now, I, I I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm not gonna stop because it's been 12 years, I'm going to keep these hands diligent. I'm going to keep them. That's why you see in the, the videos change. You see that I'm diligent because a diligent hand makes a person rich. Uh, whoever, Proverbs 18, 9 says, whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. When you don't, when you're not productive or anything, you, you around people who, who got idle time. Idle time leads to idle worship. It leads to sin. So whoever is slack in his work, see, you have a work. I, I, I got a video that I'm gonna do that talks about are you are you are you broken are you broke and so the question would be like how many people got a who how many people work in here and I'm a, people's gonna raise their hands etc but I'm gonna be like how many people broke a thing that does not does its purpose is broken and so you got to look at yourself and say you know what what is my work and why am I not working it and. And you're going to end up surrounded by people who got nothing else to do with their lives. And then all of a sudden you left by yourself and you have nothing to show for it. Life is about leaving an inheritance for your children. So you can't do that being lazy, my friend. I hope they help. Great questions, y'all. Priscilla says, how would you handle when you're free from a toxic person, but they end up trying to connect to you from the past? Leave them. Don't even let them in. Some, sometimes when, when, when a chapter closes, keep the chapter closed. Uh, some people, it don't matter if they ch mind changes. Let's God let them in, you let them in. But what you got to do is, they, uh, some people they leave for a period of time and then they they try to go off and have other friendships and they try to come to you to benefit from you and then they still bring the toxic things in their life. It's best to keep them at arm's length. It's best it's best to keep them wherever they are. Um, so how would I handle it? Is to stay walking in my freedom. You're free. That's crazy how people go back to bondage, go back to wasted time again. You got to be progressive. You got to say, you know what? If I see you, I see you. Um, be cordial when you see them, but don't let them in your life. Don't let them back in your house. Don't let them back in your time. Don't talk to them on the phone. I just think if they if they're toxic, and, and because honestly, if you know that you're a toxic person, you 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 will let your light so shine. You won't let your lips. Uh, shine. You some. You'll let your let your. You like. You know what? You will see a difference in me. And the fact that you haven't said that you notice a difference in them, that means they're still toxic. And so they trying to still connect with you. That's your past. Your past was meant to be a reference. It wasn't meant for you to uh revisit. You see what I'm saying? And there's just certain people you just gotta let go. If they catch up with you, what I mean, catch up with you, like you you succeeding, you doing your work, you prospering, you successful, and they catch up with you, then cool. If, they, if they've changed and they kept caught up with you in their walk with God, caught up with you in purpose or whatever, then maybe y'all can uh, um, talk some things out. But I would leave them alone. I would just keep it moving. So what I would do is write down the freedom you have. Write down the facts of that relationship. Write down the facts of your freedom. And write down the facts of why you must go forward. Write down the facts of your past friendship with them. Write down the beauty and the, and the joy of your freedom. And write down what you must do to keep forward as a reminder. When other toxic people come into your life, you can go back to your list and say, bam, 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 and we out this way. Because sometimes when you get into the emotional realm, you start feeling bad for them. You start having memories. Remember, that's a reference. It wasn't meant for you to be back and back into it. 
to have a residence there. Keep going forward. Keep doing your thing. Toxic people are going to always try to come back. The devil, the devil is toxic, right? So Satan came to Jesus and tempted him three times. And the Bible says that he came at a more opportune time. So toxic people will always try to come back to see if their game can work again to get back in your life. And that demon in that person's life is just coming to try to use that same person of familiarity, that same person of, of interest, same person of tie to try to get you tangled up again because you prospering. The fact that you say that you free from a toxic person, stay in that freedom, my friend. Trust me. It's better to be free than to be bound. Hope to help. All right. Legit Tumba Tumba says, no more waiting. I've been waiting a long time for my question to be to ever be answered. What's your question? Where are you questioning at, man? Did I answer your question? I don't see your question, man. Let me see if you scroll down. Let me see. I'm going to scroll down and see if you, you did a question. Oh, man. Let me go back up. Thank you so much. Oh, my bad, man. You you gave money and everything. My bad, brother. If I let me see. And thank you for your support. I appreciate that, man. If I if I pleasingly ask as a child of God for him to not send the one to decline her, counsel her, prevent her from being for me, will he do it? Um, I just think you have what you say. I just think you just have what you say, my friend. Uh, if I pleasing, pleasingly ask ask as a child of God for him to not send the one to decline her to counsel, you understand this, man. Um, there was a lot of things I said as a young man that I glad I didn't get. You know what I'm saying? There was a, there was there was a type of mindset that I had that I'm glad that God didn't answer those prayers. So you got to understand that some of the things you're saying right now could just be the prison, be you being a prisoner of the moment, and by you being a prisoner of the moment, you're gonna ask stuff. Like I remember I asked God for an infinity truck. Back when I was 19, when those affinity trucks came out, I was I was walking around it seven times. God still didn't do it. And I'm and I, as I matured, I'm glad God didn't bless me with a with a Lambo and all these different things I was asking God for, because I would have been a Dumbo and a Lambo. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is you, you be very careful what you say, because if you begin to ask God for stuff, God, God knows your future. He knows that you're going to mature and regret that you even ask. So God is not going to answer a, a request like that if he knows that his purpose is bigger than the pain that you possibly may be going through right now, maybe bigger than the circumstance you're going through right now, and that you may just be feeling these emotions and saying, I don't want nobody counselor, but but uh, God knows that you're going to be old enough and be like, you know what? I wish I never prayed that. But if that's if if that's what you want, if that's your words and you keep doing that going on for years, you have what you say. But but if if God is aware and since he is already aware that you're going to regret, not regret, but uh, uh, grow from that statement and possibly then want a wife. um then you're going to, and if God was that type of God and took it away because of what you said, you will, you'll be mad at him because you're like, God, I was young. Why you do that? You know, I didn't mean what I said. So God is wise, infinitely wise. And he knows exactly what to do. That's best for you. Um, so, but if you want to be single and you have this mindset all days of your life, then you will be single for the rest of your life. So God is going to honor your mindset. But if he knows that your mind is going to change, then he's not going to answer that request now because he knows that you don't really want that in time. Hope to help, my friend. Great question, man. And thank you for your support. I really appreciate that, man. Uh, let me scroll back. I'm going to see where I'm at. Oh, man, I missed the... Uh, oh, I wish I... Had, no, 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 no more. No more. Okay, here we go. Is it the same? It, it's the same baby that in here is not saved at all. God's got you. Move on from him. Don't know what I mean by that. Let him still be a father to his children. Let, don't you don't want to deny him that. But God is well able to take care of you and your children, my friend. I promise you that. Oh, my wife in the building flexing on. All right, okay. Oh, here we go. 
I already saw his first thing I saw was secret admirer. I have a secret admirer at church. His friend texts me two times asking if he could give my number to his friend who likes me, but I ignored. I'm in my time of singles and I don't want to date from, from home church. I know that's right. So listen, man, if that man ain't man enough to ask you for himself, that man ain't man enough to really what, uh, uh, have access to your time. Simple as that. If he's at, that's, man, that's so 1990s, man. Is God still doing that? Man, that's maybe, maybe that's nothing new under the sun. Maybe it's still going on now. You see what I'm saying? I just think that for him to ask through his friend, a leader, a leader initiates. A leader says, I'm here. I want you. Uh, and if you don't like me, cool. But I'm I'm not going to go through a friend. So I'm glad you ignore that's wisdom. I'm glad you do that. Enjoy your singleness. Because promise you, God ain't going to send no man through that way. A real man's going to be like, hey, how you doing? My name is such and such. I, I just think you're beautiful. And I want to get to know you, man. You know what I'm saying? If not, cool. Let's go in groups. I don't mind getting to know you. Take your time. That's what a real man going to do. A man ain't going to have his friend text you two times. Because, you know, if you if you, if you you start uh, uh, texting back homeboy while you at home church, then he's going to try to come to your house and make your house his home. And that's not what you want to do. You're welcome, Lord. No problem. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Glad you well. Looking forward to that video. Thanks. You're welcome, Michelle. All right, here we go. Jody Real says, why can I seem to meet women who dress modestly? Even so-called Christian women show too much skin. Are my standards too high? Great question, Jody Real. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, um, and we live in a world today where modesty um, is is uh, based upon um, preference. Um, and people don't really understand. A lot of ladies and men don't really understand what it means to be modest. And I think when it comes to your standards, I think that just clear your heart of any type of whatever about that and know that whoever God has for you will operate a level of modesty. But um, your standards are not too high because, uh, first off, no man wants this woman showing off her goods. Uh, and 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 have that as a mindset because men are men. One thing I tell women, one thing I tell my nieces that men are men and men have eyes and men have toxic hearts at times. And and if you carry yourself that way, uh, you know, honestly, let's make it like this. It doesn't matter what a woman wears, lust is lust. But we're talking about if you're making it easier for people to fall into that, if you're making even God's elect take a second look, you know what I'm saying? Then something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? And um, and let's talk about modesty. Modesty is making sure um, that you keep God in mind for single women, that you keep your future husband in mind. And for women who are married, keep your husband in mind. Um, that's what modesty is. Modesty is mindfulness. It's just being mindful of of men and being mindful of what's within. And because you got to think about that, I got to be mindful from the, with the one from the beginning. I have to be mindful uh, of God. I have to be mindful of what's within. I have to be mindful of men. And what I mean by that is, is you got to be mindful of men. And men, there are certain men out there who's really trying to walk wisely and trying to do what they think. And if you know good and well, God has blessed you in areas, then you got to cover those areas. Wherever God has blessed you, cover it. Simple as that. Wherever God has blessed you, and no matter if God didn't even bless you, you don't think you blessed, but you your blessing is a blessing. The blessing is, a, uh, is in the eye of the beholder. So you may not be blessed like this lady over here, but your blessing is 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 tailored to this man's his man's eye. So you just got to be mindful that no matter what it is, your top, your bottom, your legs, you just got to cover it all. And if you got hips, then you just got to uh, find things that kind of covers things up um, to the point where that you really um, help your brothers out. And, and you got to understand, you got to look inside of yourself. Ladies got to look inside themselves and say, why am I dressing this way? Am I dressing this way because I'm not content? Am I dressing this way because I got a dent? I got a dent in my heart and I'm hurt and I'm bruised and I want attention? Is it because I, I'm not content with God and I want attention? 
it, people do things simply because of attention, men and women. There's men out there wearing certain clothes, knowing wearing the gray sweatpants, wearing tight shirts, wearing stuff like that because they want attention. That's insecurity. Secure people cover up insecure show things and because they want attention. Uh, but to answer your question, my brother, is um, your sentence are not too high. Um, but don't worry about meeting a woman right now. Stay, stay uh, uh, on time with your meetings with God. And over time, man, you'll, you'll, you'll meet the right woman and a woman who's mindful of her modesty and knows what to cover up, how to cover it up, how to bend, how to move, how to carry yourself. And that comes from, that comes from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost renews a woman's mind, renews a woman's heart and have her walk in modesty and have her being mindful that, oh, this is too low. And there's some women that's not even really uh, messed up in the head. They just don't know. There's just a lot of, like I'm training up my nieces right now. They just don't know. And that's why you need a man in your life to be able to say, and I'm not talking about I'm talking about as girls grow up, there has to be men and say, this is how men think. This is how men look at things. Even a good man is going to work hard to look because they're men. But what you got to do is say, OK, I'm going to do my best to make sure that that's 70 percent of men who are just trying to get through life. That I don't play, become a stumbling block to my brothers in Christ. But anybody else, man, they're going to do whatever. But uh, I got this joke that I say with Brandon, my homeboy. I said, man, Lulu, Lucy, Lucifer. Like these, these, these clothings, the way these things are out didn't just come from fashion people. These come from hell, man. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and some of these things are designed to trip up brothers. And there's things that men have that's designed to trick up, trip up women. So I just always want to advise women to be mindful of what you've been blessed with and make sure that it's hard to even get a glimpse of that you're covered, that you're not carrying yourself in a way that's drawing unnecessary attention and really kind of revealing to the real people out there that you may be suffering from some insecurities. So people who just be posting their bodies online, that ain't cute, man. No man of God wants no woman. A man, a man who really cares about God, if he if he scroll, if he scrolls on his page and he sees your body everywhere, that's a turnoff. It don't matter how bad that body is. That's a turn. No man wants a man, a man who's thinking about legacy, a man is thinking about family, a man is thinking about the value of his last name. All these men who's going after these women are showing off their clothes. They got lust issues. But a man that's got his issues healed by the Lord, he, he when he sees that, it's a turnoff. No matter how it's posed, no matter how it looks, that man don't want that. No, no, I'm sorry. It don't matter. How, but if he wants it, it's because of lust. Because you got to be so covered up that that man really wants to see your character. You want to be so covered up. Now, I ain't mean covered up that you're wearing a prayer shawl. But I'm saying that you covered up enough where all the, the main thing he sees your character. And, and, and he sees the rest. And, you know what I'm saying? Behind closed doors when you're married. That's just my advice. Take it or leave it. But modesty has to have a comeback on both men and women. So my friend Jody, man, ain't, your standards ain't too high, my brother. You disgusted like I would have been disgusted. You see what I'm saying? I wouldn't have married my wife. My wife right now, she models, right? And she's turned down. She's, you know how much money she turned down by being modest? That she said, I'm not doing those swimsuits. And people will look at her, was looking at her and be like, well, there's more money in that. You leaving money on the table. And she's made, a, she's made and have been blessed by being committed. And this is before she even met me. So she even had her own husband in mind when it, when it came to selecting deals. That she said, I'm not going to have my body because once you take a picture, that's everywhere. Once you put your picture online, it's everywhere. Guy, you don't know how many guys have screenshotted your picture. And now your husband have to deal with you walking through the mall and you walking through places and people recognizing her. That's all I'm saying on that. 
Hey, Coach Ben, I know I'm back in these lives, man. I'm back. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Courtney says, I'm having trouble because I'm dating a guy who was a newcomer. In I, I stopped, but I'm going to keep going. Please, that's just that's just the coach's reaction to certain things. Don't take it personal. Um, but I'm gonna help you today. Don't worry about that. I got you. I'm having you having trouble because you're new to Christ. That's what I'm saying. I'm having trouble because I'm dating a guy who is a newcomer in Christ, but I've grown up in the church and have been a Christian for many years. He's ready to get married, but I think we should wait. You should definitely wait because you don't know Christ enough. You 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 just can't get saved, right? And then go to the next level with the woman. There, there still need to be some healing. And so what I would do, Courtney, I would I would distance myself. And this is how you distance. Say, you know what? I think we need a little bit more time. First off, um, a woman has the right to dictate a man's pursuit. You have the right to say, you know what? Don't be pressured into marriage because you don't even know what's really pressuring him. You don't know what's, what's pushing him. You don't know if this is the head that's pushing him or if it's the other one. And so what he read in the scriptures, oh, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. Whoa, snap. I'm fresh. I'm new to Christ, but but he ain't really changed all of my life yet. And so I need to hurry up and get a wife so I can so I can get inside the holies of holies. You don't know what the real people, men, men, men will press, men and women will press the other person into marriage. And then when they get married and feel it realize the realization of marriage, they go, but oh man, I moved too fast. So you're having trouble, number one, because he's still a babe. Um, being unequally yoked with a non-believer is one thing. It's also another thing to be unequally yoked with a believer. Being unequally yoked with someone that's on different levels. It's, 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 it, you're going to end up spiritually breastfeeding him. You're going to be end up spiritually mothering him. And, and, and mothering him leads to smothering him. And then you're going to have all these toxic things because you are more familiar with Christ. So you understand a man has to know God enough to be able to lead a, a godly family. And he doesn't know God enough to really know how to lead. He has zeal, but no wisdom. Don't marry zeal. Do not marry zeal. Marry wisdom. If you ain't hear nothing from me in these 12 years, do not marry zeal. Marry wisdom. Wisdom walks at a pace. Zeal just be running in one. Let's get married. That's zeal. Zeal has no back support of wisdom. There's nothing wrong with being we're having zeal and excitement backed by education, backed by experience and backed by engagement with God. There's nothing wrong with that. But if he doesn't have solid understanding and education in God's word, if he doesn't have enough experience going through various trials, know what it feels like to be prone. If he doesn't have a thriving, mature relationship, engaging relationship with God. He's not ready. He's just not. He is. He's excited but he's not ready. So you're having troubles because now you got to look at your and say, okay, why did I accept this guy in my life for the first time? You got to look at your and be like, you know what? Was I not content with God? Was I, was I, do I have a savior's complex? Did I just see a guy that was new into the faith? And I thought, well, that's data do ladies. You can't have a data do. Don't have a data do data do that. Data do means that well, we'll make that work. No, 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 no. You you want a will do. You don't want a that will do. A will do means it will get it done. Not no, well, that'll do just means I'm settling. That'll do. I'll take him. At least he goes to church. At least he's, you need a little bit more than just the entrance, entrance level of salvation. You need a man that's deep in the sanctification process, deep in sanctification. We, 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 you just can't marry a man that just walked in the throat and say, hey, y'all, I'm saved. I'm through the door. Now that man, that man don't even know what it feels like to be pruned. That man don't even know what it feels like to be, to be, uh, to, to go through various, right? his faith level. He don't even have faith uh, 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 because a lot of people come to God with a lot of zeal and then they get peeled away. 
because they, they, I'm excited about God, and then God's a Santa Claus to them, and then when God reveals or allows life to do what it does to prune them, I'm tapped out. I don't want to do this anymore. So my friend, Courtney, what I would do is you're having trouble because he's very new to this. And what I would do is I would tell that young man, hey, I'm flattered, um, but we need to see God about this. And realistically enough, man, I, 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 I just don't think you're ready and you have the right. Do not allow loneliness. Don't don't allow discontentment or comparison or or insecurities to force you into a relationship. It's better to be single than to be sorry. I did a video on settling. I got a video right here that I did. I upload it. Did I upload it? Uh, no, I didn't. Yep. I got a video right here. I just did last Wednesday, last Thursday, how to avoid settling. I talked about this. I need you to watch this video. I need all of y'all to watch this video right now who is struggling uh, with this because a lot of people are settling because they're not settled in God. And, and my friend, it's better to be single than it is to be sorry. Promise you. I promise you that it's better to be single. There's somebody right now that married a babe in Christ and that's what they're doing for five years of relationship, 10 years of relationship. And now there's no cohesiveness. There's no balance because the whole time you got to come on, man. Don't you believe? Come on, man. You don't want to go through that. Yeah, you should definitely wait, but you, you I wouldn't even wait on him. I would just wait on God. God, just say, you know what? I just think right now it's best for us not to really um, um, date. I know that's tough. That's difficult because y'all got chemistry. Y'all got history. But I, what I would do is at least, I'm going to give you the soft version. Oh, coach, is, coach is tough, man. Coach will just tell you, let him go today. You know what I'm saying? Let him go today so you can focus on yourself, focus on your purpose, purpose without distraction. Because what's going to happen, a babe is going to be like, mama. Mama, where you going? Mama, that's what a baby gonna do. A baby in Christ gonna be like, but no, 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 stay. Mama, you awake? I'm like, you the whole time you know they should talking about I'm resting my eyes. That's what I used to do to me. I used to get annoyed. My mom, you sleep. My no, my mom resting my mom says she resting her eyes. Yeah, that's what you're gonna be doing, trying to rest your eyes because all that stuff, unnecessary stuff you gotta go through. But the, the, the softer way to do it, that's softer. That sounds so offensive. Not, not saying you soft. What I'm saying, the 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 other way you can do it is just say, we need to take a break and really seek God about this. And, and see what the Lord has to say. But you having trouble for a reason, my friend. That's you going through what is not just not just regular relationship hardship. You just you going through unnecessary hardship uh, because you're trying to compete. You're trying to compare wisdom with zeal. And the zeal is cute. The zeal is cute for right now. But zeal and zeal wisdom is wisdom is fine. <laughs> zeal, zeal, zeal is cute. Wisdom is fine. OK, wisdom is what you want. Wisdom is, is is what you need. You want you want to match wisdom with wisdom, not wisdom with zeal. Hope that helps, my friend. Hope all is well with everyone. Oh, thank y'all. Y'all talking, Miss Ezzy in the building. I know, I know she in the building. Supporting as always. Good evening. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all talking to the wife. Y'all talking to her. Go on, do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Let me keep scrolling. I got time for maybe two more. I got ten more minutes, and I'm gonna get through. Uh, God bless you, Miss. Oh, well, y'all talk. Go on, do, do y'all thing. Coach Josh, he the goat. No, God gets the glory. God gets the glory on that, man. I'm just glad. I'm just his uh, resource. All right, Patrice. I'm just his uh, a humble servant, man. I really appreciate him. Patrice, uh, Rod, um, Patrice, Patrice, Patrice. My bad. From Facebook says, do you think Revelation 9, 10 could be referring to a, a murder hornet? Let me let's see what Revelation 9, 10 says. Let me see. Revelations 9, 10. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven into the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Um, I don't even know, my friend. Um, I don't even know. 
Um, do you think Rebel Young is going to be referring to Merlin? Merlin? No, probably not. But um, nah, I got to look into that, man. Revelation, one of those things that I'm intrigued about studying a little bit more. But I, I, I don't know, my friend. I don't even want to attempt and waste your energy, waste your time, man. I'm, I'm so sorry. That's one thing about these live Q and A's, man. If you don't know, don't force it. Um, thank you so much, y'all. Thumbs up to Phil. Appreciate y'all. We got 87 people watching. Thank y'all so much for watching. And do this video a favor, like it, all that good stuff, comment. I would love to hear what you're getting from these answers. All right, Jocelyn says, hi, coach. Is it okay to manifest a relationship or or more money or a new situation to your life in faith as a goal? Kind of like affirmations. How do you feel about the law of attraction? Great question. <clears throat> I just think um, the law of attraction is a perverted um, uh, silk screen of what you have, what you say, or um, you reap what you sow. Um, it's just, it's just one of those play on words to keep you from doing it the right way. Um, you do attract, uh, what you, what you, uh, uh, elevate to, I mean, you naturally do that. Like, uh, um, real recognize real, but let's break down your question in layers. Okay. Hey coach, it's okay to manifest a relationship or more money or a new situation to your life in faith as a goal. You got to make sure that faith comes from fellowship. Faith comes from the father. And what I mean by that don't pursue because faith is trust. Uh, so you can have faith outside of God. You can have faith without God. So what I'm saying is you don't want to get into a mindset, my friend, where you begin to try principles without the person you're trying to. Because then when you try to use principles without the person, then you end up in perversion. And so what I'm saying, the enemy is going to use like we look at zodiac signs. Right. Um, zodiac signs are spot on. Right. It's spot on because it's on it's, it's on top of the original. So God knew that I, I'm going to send this child through this day of the month, this phase of time, because this because I need this person with this personality in 85 to be born and 96 to be born because I got a purpose for this person. And what the devil says after studying this for a long period of time is like, you know what? I'm going to use Zodiac sign. I'm going to use what God has already created, an order of a pattern that's already been established. And to take people away from God, I'm going to create this thing called Zodiac. And so people will worship that more than trusting God with that. And then they'll be looking to my engineered thing and people be following my path versus the Holy Spirit. So the Zodiac is in competition, not competition because it ain't even close to the Spirit of God. But I'm saying it's, it's, it's luring people away from the Holy Spirit as supposed to lead in God's all truth instead of Zodiac. So what I'm saying is, is it's something that was created uh, I wouldn't call it the law of attraction. I just call it what God created, that you have what you say, um, that you uh, reap what you sow and stuff like that. Those are principles, but principles at the pace and the person of God leads to perversion. So what I would do is don't manifest anything without seeking God. Acknowledge God in all your ways. The Bible says trust the Lord with all your heart. Whatever area in your heart you do not trust God with, that's the area you're going to entrust in something else. And then that would bring perversion into your life and squander everything else that you're trying to trust God with. So what I'm saying is you just got to make sure you do everything with God in mind, that you acknowledge him and that you walk with him and that you realize that these principles are real. But in a certain uh, 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 place that it's operated from for God's glory and for your benefit. 
And so can you manifest these things without God? Yeah, sinners, mess, sinners manifest these things all the time. But you don't know what they do behind closed doors. And sometimes you get into the occult, you start getting into perversion when you do God-created principles without God himself as the person and without his pace. Pace is important. See, uh, it don't matter like I, uh, if uh, it don't matter how bad I want something, even though it may be in the cars for me to have, it may not be God's timing for you to have. So don't waste your time every day talking about I want to attract this. I'm going to attract this. This is what I want. This one want because you will get it. You will get it. But what, what what comes with it when you get it? Will it be perversion or will it be peace? There's a lot of people who manifested jobs, manifested money, whether through the occult or through their own affirmations, and they came with perversion because they wasn't mature enough to actually manage what they what they called in. But when you do it with God, it comes with peace. And if you do any principle without the person of God, perversion is inevitable. So you do attract things. You, I mean, but you always attracting things. You're attracting demonic things. You're attracting divine things. You're attracting things that's deeply rooted in you. It's all about what comes with what you attract. You know what I'm saying? The best way to attract is subtract. Subtract things out of your life, elevate, and you start attracting things that are at the level of your maturity. But when you start doing stuff, like I said before, practicing principles without the person of God, you will inevitably end up in with perversion. Hope to help, my friend. So don't waste your time trying to manifest things, manifest things, because the devil the demons got good ears. Demons got good ears. They'll be like, oh, she want that? Ah, I do need another recruit. I could use her. So let me give her this and get her on this path. And then we'll continue to pervert her through cycles and all that good stuff. Favorite Grace says, hey, coach, how do I distinguish between the mentality? If he wants you, you would know versus it's just not being your time yet. Mm. Hey, coach, how do I distinguish between the mentality? If he wants you, you would know. Versus if it's just not being your time yet. Great question. Well, I'm doing a video next week or the week after talking about signs that he's playing games. I think me and BD's going to do that. Uh, but this is how you distinguish the mentality. If a man wants you, you will know. Women, you have intuition. You, you got something that we don't. We got logic, but y'all got intuition. We're not talking about emotions. We're talking about intuition. Sometimes we women will blur the two where they think their emotions are their intelligence. Now, it's your God-given intuition, your nurturing ability, your ability to really see things. Because nurturers, nurture structured, men are structured. So men see structures. We see buildings. We see bricks. We see the mold. Women are nurturers. That means y'all down to the details. Y'all nurture. Y'all know exactly how. Y'all can predict patterns. Y'all nurture things. Y'all know what's needed. And so you'll see things that's trying to... Uh, um, um, destroy things. So that's your intuition. Y'all, y'all got Y'all got a different angle of seeing things. So what I'm saying is you'll know if a man really wants you, right? But this how you distinguish between if it's not your time yet, fellowship with the father. It's simple as that. The more you know God, the more you will know his ways. You see what I'm saying? So uh, uh, it, even if a guy comes to you and he wants you, even if a guy comes to you and he wants you, you still got to have a disposition where you able to say, I'm going to trust God's timing. The best way you know that it's just not your time yet, if you know you're not a wife yet. If you know you're not a wife yet, then it's not a part. It's not supposed to be a part of your life yet. You see what I'm saying? And so um, how do you see between the mentality? If he wants you, you would know. Whereas it's just not being your time yet. It, you know when it's not your time. You know. You know. You just needed me to kind of give you some um, confirmation, but you'll know. And you, you already know. You just need to hear me say that you know, because you know. 
deep down inside, you know, you just probably battling with insecurities, inadequacies, maybe battling with comparison. You may be battling. With, I don't know what you battle, but you possibly may be battling with some things that's making you suffocate what you already know, because I already know that, you know, and I hope that help. Uh, Speedy Sprague says, hey, coach, I'm 18 years old. I run track at UNC. What's up, man? And make music. I think I saw your message one other time before. I don't know if I answered it, but I remember seeing you as I scrolled through. I really want to be in a relationship with a girl, but I always catch feelings really fast and make love an idol. You answered your, oh, how can I focus on myself and stop wanting a relationship so bad? Great question. Realizing the responsibilities of marriage, realizing how God uh, sees marriage, because that will make you become a man. I just did another video. Uh, 10 signs you're a grown man that just came out today, man. Y'all are asking questions and the Lord has, I know these videos are from God. I know they're from him because it's, it's, it's literally like answering y'all's questions right off the gate. Let me find that. Uh, there we go. So basically I talk about 10 signs that you are a grown man. Um, because before you grow a relationship, before you grow a family, you have to be a grown man. So 10 signs you're a grown man. Watch that video, my brother, and you'll see what you need to do and who you need to become to actually be ready to grow a relationship and grow a family. I also got um, another video for men, five things men must watch out for. And I also got this video here for men, how to pursue a woman. So there's a lot of videos that I have that will help you really think. Uh, because really, when you know what really comes with marriage, my friend, you will take your time because you got to be uh, you got to be a husband before. See, there's levels to this. You you go from being a boy to a man and from a man to a husband. See what I'm saying? That's the order. So you can grow up and become a man, but you're not able to manage manhood as a single man. And then you're single as you, as you're, at this stage, single as you grow up into husband and you have those traits before you even find a wife. So to answer your question really quickly, as you go watch those videos, my friend, how can I focus on myself and stop another video that I did? Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I don't got time. I won't waste your time, bro. But I, I should upload these early on. But based on what I'm saying for you, man, is to realize that idolatry stifles growth. And right now you're running track at UNC, bro. I, you do you know how bad I wish I would went to UNC as a college student. I wanted to play. Do you know how bad I wanted to play ball for UNC, bro? Your singleness, bro, bro, man, enjoy it. You don't need a relationship right now. They are distractions at your age. They are that you are in school running track at my favorite college, the one Jordan went to. So my friend, my brother, enjoy. We're not talking about enjoy it by wasting time. Master your craft. Become great. You see what I'm saying? Become great. Get like these books, man. Like, like I, I, I put in, I, I emptied my singleness. I, that's why I was, I knew I was ready to be married because I was, I was done. I was done with this phase. So my brother, man, you, bro, don't waste time on relationship. I, you got to look at the root reason why you want it. You got to look at the root reason. Maybe your pops wasn't there. Maybe, maybe you, uh, maybe it's lust. Maybe it's uh, ego. Maybe it's uh, testosterone. Maybe it's um, fear. Maybe it's because, like, I understand, bro. When I was your age. I, I was the good. I was the good guy. That's why we got the good guys. I was a good guy. I didn't want sex, man. I didn't want. I didn't want to use a woman. I just wanted to be married. I just wanted to do it the right way. And so I had a good heart. But I'm so glad that God stopped that because if I, me being a good guy, people pleaser that I was back then, if I would have met the wrong girl, man, bro, I would have probably had a, a girl who didn't love me, had two kids by her, giving all my money to her, being that good guy, being drained by the wrong one. 
So my brother, trust God with your singleness, master your craft, get, uh, uh, enjoy it, man. Because when you get married, your time is not yours no more, bro. I'm the last one to eat. I'm the last one to buy something for himself. I'm the last because I love it. Because I, my joy is my family. My joy is, is serving them. So you want to be last. So put yourself first. So you can get that out your system. So you'll be ready to be last in a marriage, in a relationship, my brother. But man, you 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 focus you focus on your fellowship with the Father. You focus in on obedient obeying Him. You focus on your character. You focus on better understanding yourself, and you focus on being a good steward. I spell focus for you. you spell you focus on your fellowship with the Father. Fellowship. Focus on that. Focusing on obeying Him, doing what He says in the Word of God, so that you can grow into that manhood. Focus on your character. Make sure that you grow into the person that God wants you to be. I need you to focus on understanding yourself and and unearthing your God-given talents. Ooh, unearthed it. Grow it. Unearthed it. I found out that I was off there at 21 years old. I unearthed it. Then I haven't looked back and asked, focus on stewardship. Get your money right. That's what you need to focus on. Focus on the fellowship with the Father. Focus on obeying Him. Focus on your character. Focus on unearthing your gifts and talents and manifest to the world and, and get it out there so you can have the residual income that supports your marriage, right? So that you can leave an inheritance for your children, children. And I need you to focus on stewardship and your money. That's what you need to focus on. Until all those areas are at an optimal level, you ain't going to be ready for relationship, my brother. That's my best advice for that, my friend. I hope that helped. Ah, uh, that's it. One more and I'm done. One more and I'm done because coach is tapping out. Hey, Coach Josh, what is your opinion on a newer couple that is building a relationship but are just taking, talking my significant others liking and following? Oh, buddy. Hey, Coach Josh, what is your opinion on a newer couple that is building a relationship but are just talking? My significant other is liking and follow. Let him go. If he likes you, he only should be liking you. If he's liking other girls' pictures that show something in his heart. And he may be a good guy, but he got he needs some more growing to do. We all made mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is he's still growing. And what you got to do is, is let him grow on his own. And it'll see, these are not just things you sweep under the rug these are real things because because these are habits and and he's not going to understand it right away because he's still in single minded mode y'all just talking and we got to we got we got to really talk about what these titles mean what does talking mean you see what i'm saying oh i'm sorry what does talking mean what is your opinion on a newer couple that has been in a relationship but are just talking man then talk what no women should not be talking to no man you should not be talking what is talking don't be in anything without a commitment. Don't be in anything without corresponding actions that proves and goes with commitment. If he just want to talk, let him keep liking those girls' pages. Limit your time with him, and and and, and when he notices your change, be upfront with him. Like, man, I don't like. I, we, I, we're not at the level because you're not at the level. You're not at the level yet to tell him what to do because you just not his. You're not. You're not in relationship, but you should look at this red flag and say, you know what. Yeah, that's a, that's a sign right there. That's a sign, and I and I have to really think about that, and um and really look at my time and what I should be doing with this because and have that conversation with him. Ask him why he doesn't. Whatever his answer is, they'll let you know what you need to do. Simple as that, my friend. But don't 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 settle for talking. Settle for walking. Uh, what are we talking for? Uh, and so you got to make sure that you're not being a safety net for a guy who's trying to scuba dive. And you see what I'm saying? He's, he's, he got you over here as a safety net, but he still want to go fish too. No, 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 no. If you want to go fish, let him fish, but get out of his lake. Simple as that. Love y'all. Hope this, uh, uh, uh,
live was a blessing. Hope it helped you. Got some tools for you, some resources, um, some books on my website, IamUnplugged.com, uh, where you can be able to get, uh, uh, let me show you my website now. So you'll be able to get um, tools and resources there. My website is right there, IamUnplugged.com. And uh, you can get books, card games, all that good stuff there. Uh, books like uh, this book right here, The Purpose of Singleness. The Purpose of Singleness here. Are you whole or full of holes? That book's available on my website. Got this book called World War Me. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare and how to put on the whole armor of God, that book's available there as well. Um, so you can go to my website now and, and just kind of scroll through and do your thing there. Uh, there we go. World War Me, my children's book, As He Says, As In For The Students I Serve. This book right here is available on my website as well for kids. Uh, if you got soul ties and strongholds, I got a book right here called The Purpose of Freedom or uh, How to Untie Soul Ties and Other Stronghold. That book's available as well. I got another book called Dating Prep for those who want to date themselves and love their life forever. It's a good resource for you to really date yourself. Ask yourself questions from my card game, Dating Prep. Um, this game right here is a fun way for those who ask me questions. What are good first date questions? This resource here would be a good tool for um, couples, serious couples. But if you're single, it'd be good for you. This card game would be good for new couples. I don't think you should get into the book right yet until you get into a serious relationship. Um, but these questions are good. Um, like a cloud question is three phases of the question. So there's the cloud phase, the cement phase, and the corporation phase. So this game. Um, we have the same questions on the card game in the book. So a good cloud question is, on a good first day question is, what are your favorite hobbies alone and why? And listen to this answer or her answer. What are your favorite hobbies to do with others? Listen to them. Because what people say on the first date gives you all the clues you need if you should have another date with them. Um, and also my other book, the first book I wrote, World uh, Unplugged. Uh, the top things to unplug from, but I hope these card games are a blessing. Also, this Thursday and every Thursday for the rest of this year will be in a course from this book, Purpose Signal. So make sure you check out that course. Uh, course on my website, card games on my website, books on my website, um, ways to give, ways to support, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate y'all's generosity in advance. We appreciate y'all's support. Always, for those who like, comment, share, and just get involved, I really appreciate you. Um, and I really do. I love y'all. Gotta go. And I hope you guys have an amazing night. I'll see y'all again soon. Y'all take care. Also, shirts too. Shirts up under YouTube videos. Check those. Check the merch out. All that good stuff. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Peace. I think I'm still live. Let me see. God bless y'all too. Yep, I'm still online. I don't know why this thing's not ending. Let me see. Maybe, I, maybe I need to talk. Me ask one more question or something. Let me see what's going on.
Am I still live, y'all? Someone let me know if I'm still live. Yep, still alive. Still alive. Still alive. Yep. <laughs> Maybe the Lord wants me to answer one more person's question, but I think my whole system is slowing down. Well, just know Coach loves y'all, man, until this thing shuts down. Let's see what's going on. Yes, my question, please. Let me see if I can answer your question. I don't know why this thing is not closing down. Let me see what your question is. I see one. Let me scroll up to the questions. Let me see. Uh, hey, coach. Hey, coach. Can you please talk more about why women should put their husbands before their kids? Oh, great question. Until this thing stops, <clears throat> we'll answer that question. Uh, where you at? Man, what's up with my computer? Man? Hey, coach, can you please talk more about why women should put their husbands before their kids? Oftentimes women put kids first before men. I want to understand more. I understand. I remember you touched briefly with this with BD. Yeah, man, you can't put your kids for your husband, man, um, because because you met him first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And husbands have needs. And sometimes we uh, sometimes women can be such nurturers, right, that they that they uh, either have hidden resentment towards their husband or they switch from um, serving their husband to nurturing their children. And you have to understand that 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 you like. They he needs to be taken care of just as much uh, more than the kids because he's he's the one help made him help provide for him, etc. And so I just think you have to make sure with the help of the Holy Ghost that you balance that nurturing ability and so that you won't be so caught up in. And, and focus so much on the kids that your man is neglected because then you're going to, when that unbalance happens, then the man um, becomes resentful and the man gets neglected. And then, and then next thing you know, um, um, that man's heart is not with his wife anymore. So it, only the Holy Spirit can help you find that balance. And that's the best advice I can give. So I'm going to see if it's going to end the broadcast now because I got to go. It's getting late. Jennifer says, hey, coach, I'm 25 and never dated or been in a relationship. I'm praying for someone and trusting God. Any advice? My advice to you, my friend, is you're young and, and just have fun enjoying God. Um, you don't need dating experience. You don't need dating experience. How can I put it? You don't need dating experience to be ready for a relationship. You see what I'm saying? So if you're 25 and never dated or been in a relationship, I'm praying for someone and trusting God. Keep trusting them. Don't get discouraged. Stay focused because there's people who's been in a lot of relationships and they're in the back of the line <clears throat> because they still got to get healed up. And what you can do right now, you could be maximizing your time, mastering your craft, being mindful of the things that God wants you to be mindful of. And then you end up being successful. And then you end up meeting the right one in time. See, how me, where me and my wife are right now is supernatural. It's supernatural. I'm glad it happened that way. When you, you, it pays to do it God's way, my friend. 
It really pays to do it God's way. So don't worry about it. Don't get into competition. Don't get into comparison. I know other people are dating. I know you because people are going to talk about you. People are going to talk about you because they want you to walk like them. Because sometimes people talk about you because they envy the way where you're going in life. So that's just what it is. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even let that get to you. Keep doing you because time will always prove who maximized their previous time. I'm telling you, my friends. So stay encouraged. Stay focused on God. Stay growing. Stay developing. And don't even petition to God about a man. Just wait on him. God already knows. God got it in his providential timing for you. Um, but don't get mad and, and, and keep yourself. Save yourself and watch God do, do what he does best. You want a match made to have. You don't want a match made here. Hope to help. Let's see if this gets off now. I think it worked. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, y'all talking to each other. I don't know what's going on. This thing, this thing is acting up. Oh, let's see if this works. You know what always work task manager. Uh-huh. Okay, I am. See my wife out there give me help. You see what I'm saying? Oh, uh, let's see here. Maybe this maybe this won't work now. Let's see if this works. <laughs> 